Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Following is the master's article from the September 2018 Trussell Board. You joined the craft before you inquired. When does a man's journey begin in masonry? There are several things to consider when answering this question. It's no mistake that masonry lures strong men and makes them stronger, which is the first point. Remember that a man is prepared in his heart to take the first step, to inquire about this craft. Is it the Lodge's responsibility to guide this man and nurture his progress? Yes, to a point. He is technically still in the dark until he learns to read and understand each degree, lecture, charge, and Masonic topic of discussion. All Lodge members are stewards of the craft, and to all who inquire, we are to set the craft at work and give them proper instruction. Otherwise, Masonry is merely another order to belong to and nothing more. To that end, we must start at the beginning and lay the basis of a real Masonic life. What is needed is extra ritualistic preparation of the man applying for the degrees before, during, and after his reception into the lodge. Of the three, the first, if not the most vital, is surely profoundly important, and it has been almost entirely neglected. Let any man recall, if he can, his state of mind regarding the craft when he knocked on the door, and he will realize that he had but the faintest idea of what masonry is and of what it meant to be initiated into it. The method now proposed takes account of that fact, and takes him in hand as soon as he expresses a desire to join the Lodge, and even before he has even made an application for his degrees. In this way, by making strict inquiry of an aspirant for the degrees, to see if he has in him the stuff of which a mason may be made, and the craft strengthened or protected accordingly, the first duty of the committee, as well as the last, is to see whether or not the man before them has the qualities of character which will enable him to add to the good name and integrity of the craft. Also, whether he will actually make such a contribution. In short, is he in his daily life and acts going to be a mason in fact, or in name only? It is not just a membership to a fraternity, but more so a change in attitude and lifestyle. Such information or impression can be obtained by examining him as to his attitude towards masonry. Why is he applying? What induced him to take this step? What is his opinion of masonry, and upon what does his opinion rest? It should be emphasized, in plain terms, that his privilege of membership in the craft carries with it certain obligations that will rest upon him toward the craft. It must be explained to the applicant that it is the business of masonry to teach the virtues of the moral life, chastity, charity, and service, and his known attitude in regard to these matters ought to determine whether he is a man fit for the fellowship of the fraternity. Also, care must be taken to impress upon the applicant the fact that the moral life obtains its sanction and authority from spiritual faith. He ought to be asked, not obtrusively, but candidly and earnestly, his ideas regarding God. If he has not clearly confronted his mind with the supreme reality, he ought to be asked to do so. No man who is uncertain about God, or who treats the idea of God as a piece of large furniture, has any place in a Masonic Lodge. 
When his position has been voted upon, along with his notice of election, the applicant ought to receive a copy of the pamphlet entitled Preparation, with the request that he read it carefully. After he has received the entered apprentice degree, he should be given a bird's eye view of masonry, so to put it, showing geographical distribution in Grand Lodges, both at home and abroad. He will realize that masonry encircles the earth, but is strongest where three-fourths of the craft live and toil, his home. He ought to be told of the leading men in the state and the nation who are and have been masons, if only to let him see what kind and quality of men the craft attracts and develops. It is not an accident that masonry lures strong men and makes them stronger. Its teachings are the basic principles of civilized society, the very groundwork and foundation of civility. Fraternally yours, Eric F. Jenkins, Master. Following is the Senior Warden's article from the September 2018 Trestle Board. From the West. Greetings and salutations, ladies and brethren. In preparing for the future of our lodge, we recently had the first of several planning meetings to start the process of determining the direction we want to take as a lodge. The initial meeting started with a review of our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and challenges. From there, we took a look at the many different events we've done in the past, or currently are still doing, and then brainstormed for events we would like to see in the future. There were several themes that became apparent. The tightness of the relationships among the brethren was seen as a major strength, but our lack of family-themed events was brought up as a weakness. Our lodge improvements and how much everyone jumps into work was recognized as a strength, but our waning ritual was an identified weakness. Our public schools night and its successes was seen as a strength, but our lack of attachment to any youth groups was identified as another weakness. We know that we are not going to be able to address every point that every person brings up, but all the discussion is good for helping us continue to strengthen our bond and open our minds as we listen, discuss, and plan for the future. Our first meeting was a small group of about nine, and we hope that by sharing this information, it brings out even more for the next round of discussions, and also that Brethren will take an interest in getting involved and even taking on leadership roles as our plans developed and we determine to implement. So, based on some of the discussions we had, I plan on making my theme for next year, if elected, strengthening the bond. This will take shape in two aspects, inside the lodge and outside the lodge. Inside the Lodge, this means buckling down and improving the quality of our ritual to strengthen the bond we have with our ancient and honorable fraternity. It means more education nights to strengthen our bond with the subtler aspects of Freemasonry. It means ensuring that we are aware of what is going on with our brethren and are checking in with them if they don't make it to an event. It means going out of our way to help our brethren and their families when they are in need. Outside the Lodge, this will mean more events that include our families, so we can build on those relationships and strengthen those bonds. This is where I will be looking for some volunteers to help identify and set up events we can do on weekends that will involve the entire family. Some ideas would be museum trips, bowling, picnics at public parks, and anything else where we can get everyone together and they can get to know each other better. I'm sure there will be many other things that come out of our planning, and I can't wait to see what kind of wonderful ideas we come up with. If you would like to contribute ideas, please don't hesitate to email me or contact the Lodge at info at solomonstaircase.org. Thank you. Sincerely and fraternally, Aaron Reddick, Senior Warden. Following is the Junior Warden's article from the September 2018 Trussell Board. From the South, when you walk into your neighbor's vineyard, the Torah, Deuteronomy 23:25, 25, 
When you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat as many grapes as you desire until you are sated, but you shall not put any into your vessel. Grapes symbolize desire. That's why you may eat as many grapes as you desire, but you shall not put any into your vessel, for the desire is foreign. When you get included into that desire, meaning rise to the next level, there you can receive it into yourself without descending back to your level. This refers to two partsufim, two souls, big and small. If a small soul rises to the big one and gets included into it, like an embryo into its mother's womb, then it can feed on everything there is on the upper level. However, it cannot descend to its level since it would be like death, like bodily infection. When you are able to ascend and descend freely, understanding that you may not use this desire on your own level, the inclusion in the upper level will gradually raise you, and you will begin to ascend yourself and build your own vineyard. Interestingly enough, on the farming fields in Israel, one can pick and eat all the fruits and vegetables he wants, but if he wants to take them away, he has to pay for it. Everything has its roots and branches. This is the law of the Torah. You can enter any field, say the sunflower field. Choose whatever you like, and the owner will not say a word about it. He probably would not even look at you, though he knows he will be stripped of. But it doesn't matter. This is a commandment. It means that the Creator will allow to replenish the harvest. When you enter your neighbor's standing grain, you may pick the ears with your hand, but you shall not lift a sickle upon your neighbor's standing grain. The Torah, Deuteronomy 23:26. You may take as many ears of wheat as you need at the given moment because you're not producing anything from it. But you cannot cut the harvest of a friend with a blade since that is an entire production or egoistic reception. Sincerely and fraternally, Carlos Diaz Jr., Jr. Warden. The source of this article was Dr. Rob Leitman's blog, Teachings of Kabbalah. But seriously, folks, we like to educate our members and, at times, the public regarding our Masonic fraternity. There are many different takes of opinion and ideology of what Freemasonry is. We base our response and education on fact, history, and evidence available for our reference and analysis. Fraternity means an association of brothers, and that is exactly what Freemasonry is, a society of friends and brothers. The origins of Freemasonry dates back to the dawn of civilization. The Egyptians practiced many of the philosophies known to modern Freemasonry, and men practiced many of the operative skills as guilds formed in Europe during the 10th century. Written records of modern Freemasonry have been kept since 1717 with the formation of a general governing body called a Grand Lodge in England. It is not a secret society in that its temples are openly marked and almost everyone in the community knows where they are located. The Grand Lodge publishes a roster of the members of every lodge in the jurisdiction. Many of the lodges have individual bulletins or newsletters which carry the names of the officers and members as well. Thus, it is the strictest sense of the word, a society with secrets, and these are limited to its obligation, its modes of recognition, such as passwords and grips, etc., and certain parts of its ritual. It is religious in character, but it is not a religion. It is founded upon the basic principle of the brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of God, and everyone who comes to its lodges must express a particular belief about God, for this is the privilege of each individual and is not infringed upon by our fraternity. Freemasonry practices selective charities founded on the principle of brotherly need, which is not applicable in all cases that appear similar. No member has a specific claim upon the society for its charity. 
for this is not a right acquired by becoming a member of the society. Rather, it is a privilege. Look for more information and education within the Lodge and publications in future Trussell Boards. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and Lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.